Hello and welcome to Discovering Dementia. I'm Penny Bell and in this episode of our short mini-series of seasonal interviews, I've been finding out about an organisation called Dementia Carers Count. There are around 700,000 families in the UK caring for people with dementia. Mum and I are just one of those. Celebrations like Christmas can change your normal routine and present new challenges for carers. Today's guest has a few tips for us all. I'm Sue Hines. I'm Head of Services at Dementia Carers Count and we are a national charity that support family and friends looking after somebody with dementia. So anybody who's an unpaid carer, we provide some short courses to, we provide telephone support and lots of information online that can help them in their caring role, but most importantly, look after themselves and help their own well-being whilst they're caring for someone else. What kind of support is it that people are looking for from you? It's a range of support, actually. We know a lot of carers spend quite a lot of time in crisis and they want ways in which to support everyday challenges that that they face. That might be the financial, the physical, the emotional, the psychological needs of the person that they are supporting or all of those things for themselves as well. So their own financial, physical, social, emotional support. And what we find is that carers want information. They want information about dementia, but they also want the opportunity to listen to other carers, to connect with other carers, and to share their own stories and experiences and to realise that they're not alone. And so they're listening to other people to get sort of ideas of practical ways they can manage things in their own situation. Absolutely. So when we provide some of our online sessions and our face-to-face sessions, what we will do, we have a team of practitioners that come from a range of different professions and they will provide information on a topic. So today we're talking about seasonal decorations and so we might do an online session that talks about seasonal decorations. But what's really key to our sessions is that there is as much time set aside for carers to say what their own experiences are and what they may have found has helped or even what has been disastrous for them. Because when you listen to other people and the way that other people have approached similar situations to yourself, it might give you new strategies that you think, oh, I haven't tried that one. I'll try that one for myself. Or that you have a sense that you've passed something on to someone else. Or even to think, I've listened to these 10 other people telling me how they might do something or, you know, and pat on the back to myself, I have done everything I can. And there's something as well in resilience and well-being to know, actually, I'm doing a good job. It might not have worked out perfectly, but I am doing a good job in trying to explore different ways of doing things. Yeah, so that shared experience and sharing experiences brings a lot to the table, not just the practical solution. So what kind of things are people asking about Christmas or celebrations? Lots of things. We had a session the other day and some of the discussions were, well, do I put Christmas decorations up? What do I need to think about when I'm putting Christmas decorations up? 
how do I navigate large family get-togethers and how to support the person that I care for in a large group situation. Also, well, this year is going to be very different to other years and I feel sad about that and I can't do what other people are doing. So a huge amount of comparison goes on as well. So across the board, the practicalities of decorating the house, the practicalities of meeting up with family and also trying to compare with other years and then as a result having a sense of loss, a sense of grief that, well, we can't do this anymore and and we've lost a big thing in our lives. So how would you advise someone looking to Christmas and celebrations and friends and family coming over? How would you advise someone to manage their particular situation? So I think if we break it into sort of the seasonal decorations, maybe first of all, whatever the festive season that you're celebrating is, and then we'll look at meeting up with family and friends, and then perhaps the looking after yourself as well. One of the things that we know, obviously, is that dementia changes the brain and it can change all parts of the brain. So when we're putting seasonal decorations up in the house, we are changing the environment that has become very, very familiar for the person with dementia. And we've got to remember that the visual processing system in the brain is beginning to work in a slightly different way. So what we might be able to recognise as sparkly lights on a tree which let's face it having a tree perhaps in the living room is a bit of a random thing to do isn't it is to suddenly put a tree in your living room but with sparkly lights and decorations hanging on them we may be able to recognize and process what that is very very easily but for somebody whose brain is beginning to change that might be difficult for them to understand Then having all these new objects in the room means it's difficult perhaps to mobilise around a room where you remembered where things were before. We can almost walk through our living room, can't we, with our eyes shut. We know where everything is and suddenly when you start to put other things into the room, it can really offset our balance and make it difficult. We know that dementias affect memory for a lot of people and they affect the way people understand information that they're told. So the person that you're supporting, if you've put lots of decorations up and you've explained this is Christmas time, this is why we've got these decorations up, if they struggle to remember what you've told them or to understand why that has happened and understand what you've told them, that can be quite confusing and frightening because the person each day is seeing it as a new thing and doesn't understand why it's there. And the other aspect then, I suppose, going to the last part of the brain, which is this frontal lobe, that's where we deal with the unexpected. So it's where we would enter a room and say, oh, great, there's Christmas decorations everywhere, wonderful, or whatever other festive season it might be, seasonal. You know, oh, great, there's a tree, and wow, isn't this fantastic? But if you haven't recalled it and you're having to deal with that unexpected every day, that can have a a real effect on your emotional control as well. So... Seasonal decorations are fantastic for lots of us and they give us a really heightened level of mood and and enjoyment, but they do come with caveats that it can be quite difficult for somebody who's got a change in brain to process and understand what's going on. So I think for me, one of the top tips we would say is go slowly and go steadily. You know, we're used to, I certainly, I will be getting my Christmas tree down. All of the Christmas decoration boxes will be opened and everything will go up 
all at once. And I think to support someone with dementia, one of the top tips would be try not to do that all at once and and overload and change things. Go slowly and surely, maybe put the tinsel on the Saturday and then put the tree up on the Sunday, then add the lights on the Monday so that there's some sort of slowness and orientation to what's happening. What I would also do is the second top tip for that is to say, perhaps make sure you have a room or two where there aren't decorations, which are kind of a safe haven of routine and reassurance. So perhaps the kitchen, certainly the bathroom, where people don't need distraction of something different when you're needing to do personal care in the bathroom, and even the bedroom that is free for many of these distractions and changes that could potentially cause some heightened level of anxiety. The second thing is family and friends. We often have great big family get-togethers and they're, they're lovely for reminiscing, singing songs, maybe thinking about the past, re-establishing relationships. And I'm not saying they're bad for everyone because all of those benefits can be fantastic for somebody. But equally, it can be overwhelming. One, because you're having to concentrate on lots of different things at once, lots of people coming and going. You're having to recall people perhaps you haven't seen for 12 months and look very different to they did 12 months earlier. So you're not recognizing faces. You're having multiple conversations. There's lots of distractions in the background. So big family get togethers can be great, but I think generally if a person is having difficulty with memory, difficulty holding conversations, perhaps recognising people. There's a kind of Noah's Ark approach that I would suggest is two by two. So having guests that come two at a time rather than 10 at once. So that Noah's Ark mentality can be quite useful. Yes, it can be hard as a carer to accept these changes that you've got to make. Do you find that people struggle with that in some of the groups where you're talking to people about this kind of thing? Absolutely. I I think it is really difficult for carers for some of the reasons that we've said before, some of it being there's that sense of loss. Well, in previous years, we were able to have these big get-togethers and and that's always been really important to me. It's my time to reconnect with family and friends that I haven't seen for a long time. It's, It's the chance for me to have a knees up. It's the chance for me to eat mince pies at breakfast time and suddenly I'm needing to keep to a routine whereas before what's been great about Christmas is routine goes out the window so there can be a real sense of loss there can be a real sense of resentment even and isolation because maybe other people are still having the big parties but they're just not suitable for you so I think the the top tips for that I would suggest around your own well-being is Firstly, seek support. So certainly at Dementia Carers Count, we try to support family carers to connect with each other. So even if it's one of our courses that isn't about seasonal decorations, come to one of our courses, talk with other carers, spend some time with carers, spend some time with practitioners. Seek support by listening to these sorts of things that you do, Penny because you start to recognise that you're not alone. So all of this is really important. Seek support from friends and family. The other thing is that try and just to give yourself a little bit of quiet space as well, to be able to connect with how you're feeling. 
and to go it's okay to feel like this and and validate it is really important and then I think if you can get out and about into open space take yourself for a walk either with the person that you're supporting or perhaps with a friend being out in the outdoors is of great benefit it has a huge impact on our well-being so getting out and about in the fresh air maybe being around greenery we know that 20 minutes in green space can really boost your well-being and support how you're feeling so if that's at all possible and you can see green underneath all the snow that's out there at the moment then that can be really helpful to you I think as well, we've said that it's a time where we often eat rich foods and that actually can impact on how we feel because we might have the sugar boosts and then the sugar dumps. So looking after your own diet as well during this time can be really important. That doesn't mean that you can't have the treats, but just be aware that you need to stay hydrated. You need to sort of pay some attention to your nutrition and all of those are going to help your own well-being. The other boost that we know for people's well-being is music and of course Christmas time is a great time for lots of the traditional music, carols, sing songs, other festivals have sort of music that's unique to them and that can be a real boost to our well-being but also to our relationships particularly with the person with dementia because it's something that you can connect together on often. Often those songs or those tunes are well remembered by the person with dementia. So it's a chance to connect and have a positive relationship with the person when perhaps in other aspects you're feeling a little bit in turmoil. So those are just some of the ideas I would suggest might be helpful. I know that Dementia Carers Count also helps people whose loved one has moved into a care home, for example, what would you advise for someone whose loved person is there and perhaps this is the first Christmas or celebration where you've had that separation? I think, again, it's about seeking support of friends and family and, and talking it through with someone. But you're right, when it's the first Christmas or second or third Christmas where a person is in a care home, then that can be really difficult. It's not just the first one. Sometimes the first one might be the slightly easier one because things have just changed and and um, you're getting a bit more rest than you were used to. But the second and third is more established, you know. So it can be any of them that can be quite difficult. I would say the first thing is, is to really chat to the care home about how you can get involved in their festive activities and how perhaps you can be involved in the care plan of the person that you care for so that you can be involved on Christmas Day if you wish to do so. I think the other thing is that we build ourselves up and this goes back to what I was talking about before around comparison of Christmases before and Christmases we've had in the past or or how other people are having their Christmas compared to you. We do an awful lot of comparison. And it's very easiest for us to think, well, I'm going to compare my visit on Christmas Day to the visits that I've had on other days. But one of the key things we often say to carers who are supporting somebody in a care home is, not all visits go to plan. And I think anyone listening to this who's supporting someone in a care home probably knows that. You have good visits and you have not so good visits. There are visits where the person with dementia can really connect with you and can be really happy to see you. 
There can be visits where you attend and the person for unknown to you is in a state of anxiety before you arrive, become more tearful when you're there or don't recall who you are or resent the fact that you're going to leave at the end of the visit. So a multitude of things that can happen that mean either a visit can go well or it can go badly. So don't set yourself up for a fall. You know, don't assume everything is going to be fantastic lovely if it, it's fantastic when you're there but if it doesn't go well it's not because you've done anything wrong it will be a set of circumstances that have meant that the visit hasn't been quite so good and it doesn't mean every single visit after that is going to be exactly the same either tomorrow's visit might be better and that that's an important thing to remember but whether you've had a positive visit or whether you've had a negative visit or a visit that hasn't gone quite so well for the two of you, when you leave, it's really important to look after yourself because you may leave there feeling a sense of guilt or a sense of loss and a sense of isolation and loneliness. And that's where the comparison with your friends and other family members comes in. So really being able to look after yourself when you leave a visit. Think about what you're going to do when you leave because often we'll see carers leave a care home jump in the car and then burst into floods of tears either tears of joy or tears of sadness so thinking about okay this isn't just about me going to visit someone in a care home but what am I going to do to look after myself when I leave for some carers that may, might be they've got a bar of chocolate in the glove compartment and they'll sit in the car and have a little bar of chocolate before they go anywhere else as a little treat. For someone else, it might be that they've chosen to meet with a friend for a coffee, pop round a friend's house or go to the local coffee shop and, and treat yourself with a friend to a hot chocolate or, or something like that. Or it might be, I need to just go for a walk in the park on my own in that green space, get outdoors, connect with nature um, and just have a bit of mindful time to myself. But really thinking about what will I do when I leave this visit that will look after me, I think is an incredibly important thing to do. That's very helpful and also very reassuring for anybody who might be going through that. And as you quite rightly say, it's not just the first time, the first Christmas, the first celebration. It's every single one may be different. If somebody wants to get in touch with Dementia Carers Count or they're struggling over Christmas, do you have any means of offering support during that time? We do. So we're, we have a number of things. We will be open during normal office hours to take emails and you can email into our support box, which is support at dementiacarers.org.uk. We also have a text service where if you are feeling any time of day or night, 24 hours, seven days a week, that you're feeling perhaps a little bit in crisis, you can text the number and somebody will pick up a text conversation with you. It's purely a text conversation and it's not around advice around how to support somebody with dementia. It's around supporting how you're feeling in the situation. So your own well-being. And you text the word CARE, so C-A-R-E, you text the word CARE to 85258 and that will connect you with somebody who will pick up a text conversation with you. But as I say, it's focused on your own well-being, not on strategies 
they won't be able to help you on ways to support somebody with dementia who's perhaps having a challenging situation. We have a helpline as well, which is open Monday to Friday from nine till five. It's 0800 652 1102. I'll make sure all those numbers are available on the show notes as well. So you can look for them there. I think the main thing is to emphasise, Penny, is to try not to feel alone and isolated. It may be that you want to pick up a call to us or one of the another organisation, a call to a friend or a family member. We've also got the website that has lots of information, hints and tips around everyday challenges. It's dementiacarers.org.uk. You can find a blog on there around supporting someone with seasonal decorations and seasonal events. So that's really important. But there's another one, I guess, that my clinical psychology colleague often has said to me, which I think is is a really valuable piece of information, is if you're going to seek the support of your friends or your family, try and think about what support you want from that person and pick the right friend for doing it. So I will have friends who are great just to listen to me and I can say to them, all I want you to do is listen. I don't need you to come up with a solution. And actually, if you try and come up with a solution, it won't be right for me. And I've got friends that will just listen. And that's a really important moment to have. Then I've got other friends that are really useful who can give me a bit of advice. And so I'll choose, I'm coming to you because I just want you to listen to me. Or I'm choosing you because I want you to give me a bit of advice. Because sometimes when we just want to be validated and to have a sort of offload how we're feeling, the last thing we need is someone to be throwing advice at us because it, it often doesn't work that way, does it? So know who your friends are, know what they're really good at for you and tell them what you want from them. Thanks very much to Sue Hines. And Dementia Carers Count is there to support you wherever you are in your journey. Those details again, the free phone support line number open Monday to Friday, 9 to 5, is 0800 652 1102. And you can find out more at dementiacarers.org.uk. Listen out for more ideas from our guests wherever you get your podcasts. Bye for now.